everyone. I'm Father Alex Andahar. And I'm the Reverend David Marshall. And this is A Bridge Between, where we bridge our knowledge of the gospel. We uh, bridge the distance between us because we live in two different areas of our diocese. And today, what else are we bridging, Dave? Uh, we're bridging ourselves to this really fascinating gospel lesson. And we're also bridging into uh, the 4th of July. So um, I've been hearing people say, happy Independence uh, Day weekend. I'm like, eh, today's Monday. So this is, this is not the weekend. It's odd when 4th of July lands on a Tuesday. Uh, it's, it's strange. Even more when it lands on a Wednesday, by the way. So, uh, Right, right. I mean, we did our 4th of July celebration as a parish on Sunday, and we had, you know, kind of the picnic with the hot dogs and everything. Mm, nice. and everybody loved it. It was a wonderful celebration. And That's we read the collect or the prayer in the prayer book on page 820 um, for... Um, for our nation, which I yeah. thought, which I think is always a beautiful prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well thought out. And yes, uh, we did something similar, except we, uh, um, <laughs> it's, so it's a different church. So we had uh, these, um, with toothpicks that had a slice of strawberry, a blueberry, and a piece of cheese. Um, yeah, and uh, we then had the chicken salad sandwiches, uh, you know, cut into finger sandwiches, like good British uh, way of celebrating. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. So no hot dogs. It would be interesting, though. Maybe next year we'll try. Well, no, next year it'll be on a Wednesday, so it'll be even stranger. But we'll get around to it. Speaking of independence, uh, we have a fascinating gospel lesson today that involves a yoke. Yes, and one of the things I want to do after you have read the text, which is not long, is for us to define a couple of things, because I think, and we were discussing this before we got started, we'll hear a text over and over and over again. But that doesn't mean that we as preachers have always defined some of the things that are within that passage. And I think yoke is one of them. And it's important for us to acknowledge that that word means different things in different contexts to different people, especially for you and I. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and folks, we might actually start yoking around as well. So that's, um, you know, you knew, you knew it was coming. <laughs> I've got plenty of egg you, references as well. So don't worry. It's, um, it's coming. For those of you just listening to the podcast, that was just the deep sigh that I gave over a pun. And I know that that's not the only one. I thought it was punny. So, I mean, but you oh. didn't. But I know it's just, it's, see, it's, we're on the eve of the 4th of July. I'm just ready to get the, the barbecue going. I've already got the chicken done. Anyway, so, you know. There you go. Well, let's, let's jump into it. All right. So this is Matthew's Gospel, Chapter 11, uh, verses 28, 29, and 30. Jesus said, come to me, all you that are weary and are care... <clears throat> Let's try this again. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So the, one of the first things that I notice um, 
is when we hear this passage, a lot of times we hear the first part, which is, come to me all who are carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. We don't always emphasize the fact that Jesus is saying here, it's not that you're not going to have any burdens, mm -hmm. it's that the burden that you will carry with me is light. And I think that's important because sometimes we can fall into the trap of, well, Jesus is going to take away all my problems. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's what he's saying. Um, oh, well, um, I, let's, let's take a further look at that. <laughs> so, Ooh, all right. yes, um, it, uh, it depends on what you mean by problems, but, okay. Uh, I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good, yeah, story. yeah. Um, so, uh, there's so many different ways to go into this. Uh, and the interesting thing for me is last week, we covered one of the most difficult passages in Matthew's gospel. And today we are covering uh, one of the most well-loved and known um, and recited. So it's it's fun for me to be able to, to, to bounce back and forth between it, these things. Um, so Jesus, at the beginning, come to me. Uh, so he's calling us. And he's only calling those people that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens. And so if you're not weary and if you're not carrying a heavy burden, uh, the rest of this passage won't mean anything to you. So... Um, and try to think of somebody in your life who is not weary and somebody who is not carrying heavy burdens. It's anyway, this is what she, so he's referring to us. Um, and then take my yoke. So Alex, how would you describe a yoke? So the best way that I can describe a yoke is kind of like, uh, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong on this, but I kind of think of it as a very shallow W, mm -hmm. you know, that there are two animals that go attached to it um, who are animals of work, right? And you link them together and they work and walk together. They pull something together and there has to be the ability for them to work together in unison. But it also helps that if one of them feels weaker at a moment, the other one compensates. And then when the other one is weaker, the other one compensates. Um, but there's a sense that we have been tied to Jesus mm -hmm. um, in what in what we're carrying. Mm -hmm. uh, are yokes still used today? I believe so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in a lot yeah. of countries where they still do that type of agriculture, yokes are absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you've ever seen uh, the Budweiser Clydesdales or, you know, anything where they're linking horses up, they, everybody has yokes. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a way of, of uh, hooking together. The, Interesting thing from the farming side, uh, I grew up in a place that was in between um, city and rural. We are right in between. And so I had friends that had horses and I learned to ride horses when I was growing up. I had friends that actually had a farm. Um, and the interesting thing to me is that, uh, especially with their beasts of burden, as they would call them, uh, they kind of do their own thing and they kind of wander off and they're by themselves. But as soon as they put the yoke on, um, you can see the animal relax. You can see that its head goes down, it just suddenly calms itself because it knows that it is now about to do something. It's it's fascinating to see that happen. That Then you take it off and it looks kind of lost and it kind of wanders around. Maybe I should eat this grass. Maybe I should go over there and say hi to the fence. You know, that they, uh, but when you put the yoke on, suddenly they have a purpose. It's, it's interesting. Um, how about yokes for humans? Uh, have you heard of those? Well, I was gonna ask when you talked about um you know, being confused when you take it off, is that is that kind of like 
on a Sunday afternoon after you've gotten out of your clericals and you're kind of wondering, what do I do now? No, um, maybe someday. <laughs> but um, right no. now, it's take a nap. <laughs> no, man, I would love no, uh, no. Um, I I would love to be able to take a nap on Sunday, but uh, it's you know it's just being a dad in the 21st century um so that's true so it's a different a different yoke that you it's know. a different hat different yoke a different thing um they they do go in accordance with each other but um but yeah so the yoke is more like when we step onto a cruise ship and it leaves and then suddenly your phone doesn't have connection to uh you know to its cellular network mm. yes then that yoke of like, oh, now I can just focus on uh, my bride who I'm with, you know, or my family. Just it's just everything just suddenly becomes into uh, into frame. And so you remember Jesus talking about seeing the crowd and having compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, they were helpless and they were harassed. Uh, following in those lines that Jesus is seeing this with the people and is calling them to himself. Come to me, you that are weary, you that are carrying heavy burdens, you that are harassed and helpless, uh, I will give you rest. So the yoke that humans carry is um, for carrying water, usually. Um, yes. So in the days before indoor plumbing, uh, they would have one for humans. And again, it's a, it's a you know, piece of wood and you attach two pails to it uh, because you can carry things much easier on your shoulders than you can with your hands. And so um, you would get, you would go to the river, you would get or the well, you'd fill up your two things, you would stand up and you would carry it. And also that allows you to have two free hands to do things with um, because the yoke is, is across your shoulders. Um, so that, that's a yoke. And there are um, uh, millions, I don't know, a billion people that still use them today, you know, that um, this is how they carry things. And it doesn't just have to be water, but that's, uh, that's the, the common thing everybody needs in their home if you don't have indoor plumbing. So kind of coming back to one of the questions we were talking about before, um, I mentioned uh, the idea of, you know, problems. You know, mm -hmm. that G Jesus is not going to take away all, all your problems. And, I, and that kind of sparked a thought in there. I wanted to explore that with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I, can I do one more thing about the yokes? Oh, oh yes, please go ahead. All right. Um, so this is not the first time a yoke is mentioned in the Bible. And the Old Testament refers to yokes, uh, but they refer to them in the sense of breaking them. Uh, and especially the prophet Jeremiah about breaking the yoke across the shoulders of the people. Uh, that uh, yoke and breaking it used to be looked as slavery. It used mm -hmm. to be looked at um, things that others had burdened you down and that uh, the yoke of Torah, or the idea of following God, uh, was a way of um, not only the physical yoke where people were yoked together to do manual labor, um, but there is a very strong spiritual sense of what yoke means. And so uh, Jesus here clearly is talking about the spiritual sense of things that we are yoked to or things that uh, he would like to break us from. And one of the things that he breaks, that Jesus wants to break us from, is uh, constant anxiousness and and uh, and worry. That he wants to break from that, so that we stop worrying about things and start focusing on things that matter. And so, um, the the this old sense, and that Jesus 
knew this, the people that were hearing him knew about the sense of what a yoke is and that there's a spiritual yoke and that there is then uh, the regular physical yokes as well. So uh, Jesus, in my view, is clearly talking about a spiritual yoke. And it's setting the one down from worry, from fear. Take, you know, take that yoke off of you and take mine. Uh, mine is easy. Mine gives you rest. Uh, my burden is light. I, I agree completely because one of the things that um, I would love to talk more about in the life of the church is the need for spiritual discipline. Okay. Um, and and what I mean by that is uh, our sense of being yoked to Christ through what Christ asks us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, being yoked alongside Christ means that we have a discipline of prayer, we have a discipline of, of understanding of study, a discipline of work um, and servanthood, and being yoked to Christ helps us to do those things. Um, when we are attached in that way, I think we're more focused, and we're able to do the things that we're called to do, versus when we have no spiritual discipline and we're not tied to any of the disciplines that we know will help us, we just kind of wander. Um, And and that's why I think that there's so many different ways to pray, but teaching people and us as well, learning all the different ways there are to pray, kind of learning all the different spiritual disciplines that there are, helps us to strengthen our overall um, ability to be yoked to Christ. Yes. So what is a spiritual discipline when it comes to worry or anxiety? Um, Well, I think probably for me, one of the primary uh, disciplines would be to go back to Scripture Mm -hmm. and to look at all of the times that Jesus says, do not worry and be not afraid. I mean, I forgot how many times be not afraid is is in the New Testament, but it's a significant amount. Um, So going back to the discipline of, of listening to Jesus. You know, that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a piece about uh, what's the difference between worry and concern. I don't know if I sent it to you, um, but the, the, it, biblically speaking, the difference between worry and concern is worries are things that you hold on to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Concerns are a worry that you give to God. Uh, a worry is, a, so a concern is, uh, I am worried about this, Lord. Can you help me? I'm worried about how this is. I'm worried about these people. Uh, I'm worried about how this affects me. As soon as you bring it to God, it becomes a concern. Uh, and then when God gets concerned about your concerns, uh, things happen. So it's, it's, it's one, so that's part of the discipline is to not hold on to our worries, but to turn them into concerns as in uh, hand them over to God. And that's, I th- that's how I read this particular passage. Um, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Uh, when Jesus was worried, he handed it to God uh, in prayer, and it became a concern that uh, he would voice these things to God and um, and to one another. And so that is a part of the discipline, I think, in Christianity about um, how we handle our worries, is that we share them with one another, we share them with God, and suddenly the burden becomes easy uh, and it becomes light, that when you start sharing it with others. But there's a catch. And the, the catch is this, I believe, that okay. when I turn things over to God, when it goes from a worry to a concern, I lose the illusion of control. Because <laughs> when I worry about something, I can pretend that I'm in control of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. I can definitely pretend that I'm in control of it, that I am, am, am in control of this situation. But when I turn it over to God, I realize I, had, I really had no control over this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Whether or not this thing was going to happen or how it was going to turn out or whatever test results or anything, it was out of my control. Yeah. You know, and so the, the, the being yoked, going back to being yoked to Jesus, we're not the one leading, you know, the path here. We're submitting ourselves to his leadership. We're submitting ourselves to allowing him to be the one, you know, to pull the yoke in the direction that we need to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and as you said, the illusion of control uh, has been given up. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that was a catch. So, well, what I mean by a catch is that if if I'm going to turn over my worry, then I have to let go of this idea that I'm in control. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't have it both ways. I can't say I'm turning it over to God, but I'm still in control of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yep. It's it's just not something I can have both ways. Yes. Um, uh, Gregory the Great, one of the best popes that have ever existed, the one that sent the missionaries to. Uh, England. Uh, it is reported that Gregory's prayer every night, and by the way, his churches were being sacked. He was, I mean, it was, he had a very stressful time. Uh, but his prayer every night was, uh, Lord, your church is in trouble. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Talk about handing over control. Lord, your church is in trouble. I'm going to sleep. I and am, uh, I'm going to, I'm, uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm, that's a hard one. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, I have prayed it. I have been in churches that were in trouble, and uh, and I got to tell you, it works. Sleep comes um, just by releasing it. And we didn't even have you know the barbarians invading the churches on the northern territories. You know, not the stuff that he was dealing with. So right. Uh, but it's it's a way of um, of releasing control, and that uh, the burden that God uh, that yoke is easy and and light. The, the fun thing about light, by the way, is it can mean two things. It can mean something that is not very heavy, and it can mean something uh, that illuminates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, the fun thing is going into Greek, wondering, okay, which one did Jesus say? Is the light like a flashlight, or is it light as in it's like light as a feather? Uh, the funny thing about Greek is that the, the word for light does the same thing. So um, it's so, it yeah. And so Jesus, if we had said, so is your burden like illuminating or is your burden like light as a feather? And Jesus would say, yes. both. Yes. He would say, yes. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> got I, it. I love, when, I love when Jesus does that, by the way. Right. You are clearly um, on the path now, uh, you know, with that, those type of phrases. So um, the, wanna, the other catch. I want to come back. I'm can I give you one more catch before you go back? Yeah, go ahead. Good. Uh, when you said there's a catch, I thought you were going to say this. The first three words. Come to me. That's the catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you don't. Uh, you you don't just receive it automatically. Uh, you actually have to bring it to Jesus. Uh, he's always willing to listen. He's always there. Uh, but there's the action on our part is that we have to, we have to come to him. Now, uh, my friend that would yoke things in his uh, farm, he would have to go. <laughs> would have to go to them that they're not willing to come to him um but uh but with jesus it's different so uh, well he, he made the first him. move jesus clearly made the first move he did he, he did he came and then yeah. he invited and right. he said 
come to me. Now it's our free will that says whether or not we're going to come to him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you wanted to go back to... Yeah, so I wanted to go back to, because you, 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 you made a face like I make a face sometimes, which is when I said, well, just because you come to Jesus and, you know, be yoked to him and all these things doesn't mean that all your problems go away. And to mm-hmm. me, what, what I mean by that is Jesus is kind of saying it's not that you will have no problems. It's not that you will have no challenges. It's that you will no longer be facing them alone. Amen. Yes. So if you come to Jesus and you uh, lift your burdens to him, and if you're in bankruptcy, you will still be in bankruptcy, uh, yes. but you won't be it alone. You will find it much easier to go through. If, uh, if you rented a car and you're worried about the rising insurance rates and all that type of stuff, um, you bring it to Jesus, you will still have rented that car, uh, but he will be with you and your burdens will be lifted. It'll become easier. And, and the only way to know that Alex and I aren't just being silly here, but this is real, is for you to do it yourself. Uh, just bring something to Jesus and watch what happens. It, this reminds me of a, of a story, um, and it's for about my younger son, Gregory. So he went through this phase when he was about, I want to say about six or seven, roughly like, let's say six years old. And everything had to be done by mom. Everything. Mm-hmm. And if I tried to do something, he would not let me do it for him. I couldn't put on his, help him put on his socks. I couldn't put him in the car seat. Like, I couldn't do anything for him. It had to be mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of take it a little personal because you're dad, but you realize he's just going through a phase. Right. And there was a day where we're in... Sawani in seminary and mom went off the mountain to go you know have a break she went up to the big city of Chattanooga or something and Gregory comes up to me and he has a juice box in his hand and he's got the straw and he says where's mom and I go mom's not here and then this is literally what he does he looks at me then looks at the juice box and he does that about six or seven times because he's working out in his head which has the higher value, drinking something which he wants or giving me the benefit of helping him. Mm-hmm. And he hands me the juice box. I put it in there and he goes about his business. But it was to me, it was just the funny of him looking at me and then looking at the box back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think we do that sometimes if we're sure. not careful. Right. We, we look at the worry that we're holding on to that we feel we're in control of. And then we look at Jesus, and we just kind of keep looking back and forth. Do I really want to let this go? Do I? And then hopefully we, you know, we hand it over, and Jesus helps us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus isn't the one to take the juice box from Gregory's hands and go, here, let me show you. And, and No, right. he waits. He will and wait. Was, well, it was hard not to do that. Oh, and my so I, gosh. Like, I am your father. I will do this for you. you know? Right, right. That, that would have been bad. Oh, it's bad. Um, it's better for him to make that decision. And it seems like that's what God is doing with us through Jesus and with him calling us to come to him. Um, we have to make these decisions on our own. So um, I can say that, you know, there are times when I'm feeling very burdened um, about various things, either in my family or with the church or my own 
personal faith and, and relationships. And I think this is something I'm, I'm going to kind of name uh, that I don't do very well um, and that I need to do better about what are the burdens that I'm holding on to that I'm trying to control and what are the things that I want to say to Jesus, okay, you, you hold on to this one and you have the sleepless night, I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and Je- Jesus does his best work at night. So uh, while we're sleeping, that's when God does his best. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, God loves to do those things. So um, it, this will be for a different time, but there's a book that I've read about uh, that um, when you go to sleep, you name the different types of bread that you've eaten. And the bread is all metaphorical. Um, okay. So the good bread and then the stale bread or the bad bread. And you just remember those things that you enjoyed about those day, about the day, the things that you, you don't like, and that you hand both of them to God. Uh, every time I try to do this, I never get to the end because I'm already asleep. <laughs> so it's usually, I just remember the good bread and I'm usually asleep by that point. Sometimes I remember the bad bread, uh, but very suddenly I'm at to a place where I can, I'm still awake to say, here, take it. But it's, these, these are all good things and help us, uh, help us with our burden. And you know, the other thing that helps with our burdens? What? friendship so uh, yes. Uh, yes alex thank you for being my friend and for helping me uh with all my burdens and for also for being a priest and so knowing what i go through and i know what you go through and that uh we are we are yoked together well and and we carry a very special yoke which is the yoke of the stole that's why it's a, uh it's placed upon us um but i appreciate the fact that you are my friend and that i can come to you with the burdens that i'm facing and knowing that you've probably gone through a lot of the same things. You've been a priest longer than I have, so you've gone through some things that I haven't. Uh, but I'm definitely glad that uh, we are yoked together. And that's no yoke. And that's no yoke. It's almost like a bridge between. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. The bridge as a yoke. Anyway, so with that, I think it's time for us to go start making our preparations for a fantastic Independence Day week whatever we call it whatever 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 we're calling it and uh, and I'm very thankful for our independence and our freedoms and the I look for us to be yoked to the discipline to truly enjoy and live into those freedoms yes we have been yoked to liberty and part of that is that we continue the flame of liberty both in our own communities and also in communities around the world and so for uh, uh, with that and with prayer uh, and with supporting one another uh, let us Keep the, the torch of liberty lit. Amen to that. Well, it was good spending this time together uh, with you, Dave, and I will catch you and everyone else in the next one. All right. God bless. All right.